0: Good morning, everybody. Go ahead and have a seat. I know this is a fairly chatty group. It's always hard to kind of, everyone's like, oh, I just got to talk to someone. And and, uh, we can definitely keep those conversations going afterwards. My name is Liz. I'm one of the leaders here at Anthem. And um, today, um, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what it's like to hear from God. Last week, we looked at what it means to be living in a natural world, but be experiencing a supernatural God. And the problem is that we live in a natural world. We kind of live in a place where we we we're used to things that are concrete. We we know we have our senses. We have, you know, things that we can hear, things that we can see, things that we can touch, and we're very comfortable with that. But when it comes to faith in God, now God is supernatural. And so it pushes us to expand what is possible, to enlarge our construct of possibility. And so Is it possible for us to hear God speak? So this is a a challenge for us, God who's supernatural, and if so, how does God speak? How do we hear him speak? Um, I remember when I was a child, um, I went to church and I heard a story in the Bible that it was one of my favorite stories, and I think partly it was because the main character of the story was a child. It was a story about a kid named Samuel, and... um, there's something about this, it just really captured me. I think I loved that it was a kid, and, and it was a kid that was able to hear God speak, and I was like, oh, I, I really identified with him. I'm like, I want to be like Samuel. That seems really fun. So I want to share the story with you, but instead of reading it, um, I want to share it with you in a similar way to how our kids hear these stories sometimes. So we're going to watch a video from our kids' church. Um, so uh, let's watch this video. That tells a little bit about what what is found in the book of Samuel. In the Old Testament, it's 1 Samuel chapter 3. So let's watch this.
1: Stories of the Bible. God speaks to Samuel. This is Samuel. Hi. Samuel was the son of Hannah. Hey, Samuel. Hannah prayed for God to give her a son, and God did. So Hannah gave Samuel back to God and Samuel grew up in the temple serving under Eli, the priest. Hi, Eli! As Samuel grew up, he learned how to serve God from Eli. Samuel lived in the house of God, but he did not know God or what God's voice sounded like. In those days, messages from God were rare. But one night after Eli had gone to bed, Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle when suddenly God called out, Samuel! Huh? Samuel got <laughs> up and ran to Eli and said, Did you call me? Mommy? Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel did. Then God called out again, Samuel. Huh? And again, Samuel got up and ran to Eli asking, did you call me? Not me. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel did. God called Samuel for a third time, Samuel. Huh? And Samuel went to Eli yet again. Hmm. <laughs> After three times, Eli realized that God was trying to speak to Samuel. So Eli taught Samuel to say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Okay! Samuel went back to bed, and God came and called as before, Samuel! Samuel! And Samuel said, Speak, your servant is listening. God told him many things about what would happen to Israel. As Samuel grew up, God was with him, and everything God spoke through Samuel came true. Samuel was seen as a great prophet of God because he could hear the stories of the Bible.
0: I think we got that. That's okay. (laughs) I think we should watch more of these videos at church. What do you think? (laughs) That's great. Huh? Okay, Uh, (laughs) well, today I'm going to be sharing a little bit about some of the things about hearing God speak. And because I believe that this is something that is not just reserved for certain people. It's not just reserved for people who have seminary training or priests or people who, you know, maybe like have certain titles or certain roles within the church. I believe that this is something that everyone who's a follower of Jesus has the ability to hear from hear God speak, and you you don't need to even have a pastor or a teacher teach you, and so that you can interpret what God's saying. God, I think, does speak through teachers, and and I'm hoping that God will even speak to you through some of the words that I'm sharing today. But you don't need a teacher, or you don't need a pastor to teach you what God's saying. You can hear directly from God, and that's what I want us to to. to To talk and explore a little bit today. Um, As followers of Jesus, being able to hear and recognize God's voice is like a really fundamental part of having a relationship with God. Because in essence, if you have a relationship with someone, like if you have a relationship, it involves communication. And we have a relationship with God through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. And what's a relationship without communication? I think I mentioned this before, but when Colin and I were dating, we had, like, the ultimate long-distance relationship. I was living in California. He was living in England. For those of you who don't know, those are not close to each other, okay? It was far apart, and this was in – this is really going to age me, but before the Internet, kids, before – back in the day, before the Internet, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have email. We didn't have texting. We didn't have FaceTime. We didn't have Zoom. We didn't have any other way to communicate except for maybe – Talking on the phone, but the phone was a dollar a minute, so I mean, we were college students we did not have money for a dollar a minute. okay, we did spend a lot of money on that, but it was really prohibitive, so we really relied on writing letters and it would took a week before we could get a letter and we but we wrote it to each other every day for a consistent amount of time <laughs> significant amount of time and that was how we got to know each other that 's how we got to share a little bit about who we were with each other and And that was our main way of actually getting to know each other. Um, But what would it be like if only one of us was sending letters? What would it be like if only one of us was doing all of the talking? How would our relationship have developed? Sometimes our prayers can be like that. Sometimes when we pray, it's like a one-way conversation. We're going through our grocery list of all the things that we want to say to God. Maybe we're, you know, we're doing a lot of talking, going through all the list of all the things that we want him to answer, all the prayers that we have for him. And it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a one-way conversation. It's, but we, and oftentimes we don't even expect that God's actually going to speak back to us. It's sort of like a one-way talk, and we're like, oh, I don't even believe time for that because I'm not even sure if I totally believe that God's actually going to speak to me when I pray. It's a one-way conversation. It's like he's sending, but, but God, I believe, is, is speaking, and he wants to speak directly to us. He want, he's speaking to us, but we're often not in a position to receive the message that he's sending to us. It's like he's sending us letters, but we're never checking the mailbox, it's like all these letters are piling up, but we're not, we're not catching what he's saying. And when I was a kid, in our family, we were really late to the game when it comes to getting cable TV. Again, I'm, g- I'm dating myself a lot. But um, we, were, we, we had a TV with one of those long antennas, and that was how we got just the local channels. And even the local channels were still kind of fuzzy and not clear. And that most of my childhood, we didn't have cable until finally my parents gave in, and decided, OK, yes, we're going to get cable TV hook up at our house. And they called the cable co- company. And they came out. And they started to wire um, our house up for cable. And they used the same TV set that we had. And they plugged in these cable channels. And all of a sudden, my whole world opened up. And there was like 100 cable channels. And they were all like absolutely crystal clear. And I was like, wow, all this time, all we needed was a cable to, to connect to this source, and then all these channels were available to us. You see, God is always speaking, just like the TV cable channels. They're, they're always, they are always—they were always there. We just weren't positioned to receive them. We, were, we weren't connected to the source. We were unplugged. We're distracted. We're busy with our own agenda. Instead of being postured so that we could hear God speaking. Looking back at that story, about Samuel, there's a few things that I want us to note about Samuel. One thing is that although Samuel was doing the work of God, he even lived in the tabernacle, he wasn't hearing the voice of God. In fact, he didn't even know God. It says in 1 Samuel 3, 7, it says, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Now, we could be a lot like that, too, We could be even coming to church every week. We could be in places where God is, but not pursue a relationship with God. Until we posture ourselves to say to God, speak, God, I'm listening. And actually listen, not just keeping doing and going. We can go through and do the ritual acts, the religious acts, but not have a relationship with God. And friends, I would hate for that to be true of us today. I would be hate for that to be true of any of for any of us because you might be coming to church, you might be going through the motions of religion, but unless you have a relationship with God, you're missing what it's all about. You you're missing what it's all about. You, maybe you've spent years going you know going to church, going through the motions of religion without experiencing the power of God, the, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The good news is that. All of us can experience that. All of us have access to God through Jesus Christ. And when we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior and we submit to His authority in our lives as followers of Jesus, the Bible teaches us that we have been given the Holy Spirit and that He lives within our spirit. The Holy Spirit takes residency within us. This is kind of a mystery for us, right? But maybe you're like me and you thought, well, sure. It would be really easy for me to hear from God if it kind of happened like it did in the Old Testament, like with, with Samuel, where it's like this big, loud, audible voice, and then all of a sudden, yeah, sure, you know, I, would, I could hear from God if it was like that. Or maybe if, if God appeared in like a burning bush like he did with Moses, then I could hear from God, right? Or maybe, you know, if I heard a donkey speak like he did with Balaam in, in the book of um, Numbers, I mean, if I heard an actual donkey talk Right, like Shrek-style donkey talking. I mean, I would definitely say, yeah, sure, I can hear God speak that way. But th- and, and that's, that's that's sometimes what we want. We want, you know, we want to have like something that's really clear. Sometimes it's what we want. Sometimes if we're, we're like, okay, God, I need to know what you want me to do. So if you want me to move to that side of town or to take this job or to do this thing. I need a really clear sign. I need, like, a dove to come from heaven and to, like, land on this shoulder. And if it lands on this shoulder, then I'll know it was really you. I'll have a sign. And then, sure, I will trust that was really from you because I have a sign, right? Um, A lot of times we we want to have that sign. We want to know what, you know, to have something really physical and tangible, and then we'll believe that it was really from God. But the thing is that the people from the Old Testament – They would have wished that they had what we have now. Because before Jesus, it was actually more rare and harder for people to hear God speak. God would only speak... In certain circumstances, with certain people, with certain it w- at certain times, sometimes he was silent for a really long time. Um, he would only s- speak to certain people. They would sometimes were dependent on a prophet to hear God speaking to them. In fact, God led the people of Israel in the wilderness for forty years, and that he would guide them with a, by a cloud by day and a, f- a and a f- thing of fire by night. I mean, it was like it was only under these certain ways that, that people could get direction from God. And then when Jesus came, it got so much better because then it was like, okay, God is actually with us in the flesh. He's like a real person. And, 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 and people are like, oh, I can hear from God. Like he's physical and he's there and he's speaking. But then Jesus actually told us that he said, he, he told his disciples, it's better when I go because I'm actually going to send you something that's way better. Let's read this. In John 16, 7, it says, But I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That's, this is better. He's saying I, it's better not to have Jesus walking on earth with you because what I'm going to give you is I'm going to give you God in you. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit in in you, with you, all the time. If I, if Jesus goes to another town, he's in another town. But the Holy Spirit is always with you. John's chapter sixteen, verse thirteen says, "But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth." The Holy Spirit is this guide that will guide every step of your life. He's he's and and and, and he takes residency within us. The Holy Spirit lives within our our spirit. The Holy Spirit is that connection so that we can be receptors to the voice of God in our lives. Like that cable connection, we can receive direct access to what God is saying. Ephesians 1, verse 13 and 14, um, we'll throw that up there now. It says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation when you believed when you believed you were marked in him with a seal the promised holy spirit who is a deposit okay it's like he is like you get you, you receive you believe in jesus and then you have you receive this deposit of the holy spirit that's in in you when you get a deposit like if you buy something on craigslist from someone or something and they give you a deposit it's something that you get to possess you get to hold on to it right um, and so when, when we receive the Holy Spirit, it's like we get a little piece of God with us all the time. We get to hold that deposit, and he takes residency within us. I know this is a mystery. This is like, it's hard. It's like, this, is, this is part of what we're talking about, that naturally supernatural, because this is, it, it ha- we have to almost like break all of the restrictions of we, what we think is possible. But this is truly, really possible. The people in the Old Testament, they didn't have what we have. They didn't have this. They didn't have the closed canon of of Scripture, the full Bible that is the Word of God, the Word of God that they could hear God speaking to them. They didn't have the Spirit of God living within them. We, guys, this is the good news we have the best possible way to ever hear from God. We have the best possible way. We have both the closed canon of Scripture. The word of God, and we also have the Spirit of God within us. Yeah. Let's clap on that. Absolutely. We are so and 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 it's and it's important that we become aware of this because a lot of times we, we walk through our lives and we go through not even realizing what we have access to. There's many ways that God can speak to us, but the number one way that we can hear God speaking is through scripture. And the thing about scripture is that it's living and active. It's, even though this is like an ancient text with words that were written thousands of years ago, it's not, it's not just words. They have life in them. They, that's why the word is sometimes called the bread of life. It feeds our spirit and it gives spiritual life to us. Because when we have the Holy Spirit within us, the Holy Spirit can reveal to us what God is, sp- is saying for that moment. It happens when you're, when you're reading scripture, and many of you maybe have experienced this. It's like the Holy Spirit, he gets like this highlighter pen, and you maybe it's a verse that you've read. Like, you know this, you've read it multiple times, but all of a sudden, in this moment, it's like this highlighter pen comes, and it just pops back up at you, right? And it's like, in this moment, it's like, this is a word for me Right now, you know your your spirit knows what God is saying in that moment, because it, it comes, it grips you, it causes you to pause, it speaks something to you in that moment. This is why, as followers of Jesus, it's so important. To read the Bible. It's not because it's like, oh, I got to do my duty. I've got to, you know, go through my checklist of things I have to do. No, it's like because this is like fuel for you. This is like fuel for our soul. This is a way to hear the power, the life that is available for us. That's why, and and, and because if you want to have a relationship with God, this is one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. One of the primary ways. If you say that you wanna hear God speak, but you never read God's love letter to you, I question whether you really wanna hear God speak to you. The Bible gives us the boundary within which God speaks. Nothing that God says will ever go against what's in his word. Nothing will ever go against. This is one of the best ways that you can test or you can discern, is it really God speaking? Because if we know scripture, then we're gonna know who God is you'll know his personality you'll know his character you'll know you'll know his ways you'll know like does that sound like God does that sound like something that he would have done because when you when you know scripture it actually helps you know who God is and what he speaks will never contradict what's in his word the more time that you spend in God's word getting to know him the more we're able to recognize his voice and the more that Time that you, you spend with someone, the more intimately you're able to, to identify them. You know, when you know someone really, really well, and you spend a lot of time with them, you're able to kind of be like, Does this sound like them or not? Like, if I was to get a phone number, a phone call from a number that I didn't recognize, but as soon as I, I pick up the phone and I say hello, I hear a voice and it sounds just like Colin, I'm gonna be like, Oh, it's Colin. I, I recognize, he barely says one word, and I'm like, Oh, I know, I know that voice. Because and, and and you know, he say he says, immediately I'm going to recognize him. He doesn't have to explain to me. Hi, it's me, Colin Harfield. You know your husband, like he doesn't have to go into like, remember how we met? And like, remember how, where you know me from? It's like, I don't need him to go through this like explanation about who he is, because I have spent hours and hours and hours hearing his voice. I spent hours and hours getting to know the way he talks, the way his accent is, like, understanding just like the intonations of what he would say. And if I got a call from his phone, and it was a voice that sounded like him, but it said, Liz, I want you to get me a banana cream pie. I would know that that was not really Colin's voice because he hates banana cream pie. He hates bananas, he hates cream pie. So like it would <laughs> that does not sound like something that he would ever ask me to do. And so and the only reason why I know that is because I have s- I have a relationship with him. I know him really really well and I know what sounds like what he would ask me to do. It's the same way with God. The more time you spend building your relationship with him, getting to know him through his word, getting to know like how he speaks, the more you're going to recognize when God speaks, you'll be able to discern, is this really God speaking or is this me speaking? Is this God speaking or is this some other kind of voice in my mind? Because scripture, is, that, that, is, and that is one of the ways we can build that relationship with God. All right, you still with me, guys? All right. All right. So scripture is one of the ways that God speaks to us, but it's not the only way. God can also speak to us through a still small whisper or some still small voice. And this is kind of harder for me to describe, but it's kind of like when you have a thought in your mind and because you have the Holy Spirit living within you, you have the mind of Christ. There's something that it, it takes faith. It's in faith. And I've experienced this many times. It's something that it's because i have the spirit of god inside of me that i'll have this sense in my spirit that a thought that i have it lights up and it kind of lights up inside of me and i'm like this 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 is like it's almost like the, like when you see the highlighter in scripture it's like your thought has like the highlighter a Thought that kind of like illuminates up and it lights up in with you within you, and that 's a way of hearing that still small whisper and that 's an, another way that God will often speak to us is by spe- you sense it in your thoughts and I know it's. this is again it's really it 's a challenging one to get our heads around. Um, one of the things that 's also hard is like discerning, okay, how do I know if it 's God or if it 's just my thoughts, or how do I know if it 's God sending me a message? or if it's a message that's coming from a false God, if, it, if the enemy is trying to deceive me or trick me by saying something that's not, not from God but from the enemy. So here's a quick tip to how to know if it's really God. The Holy Spirit is going to bring conviction, Convi- and, but he never, ever brings condemnation. This is one of the ways you can t- to discern this. Conviction is what the Holy Spirit does to guide us and to lead us Towards freedom from sin, it always leads us toward God and away from sin. Condemnation is what the enemy speaks to accuse us of sin, to label us as a failure. Condemnation tells us that we're never good enough. It, te- it, it 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 points a finger at us and it accuses us. That is never the voice of God. God's voice never speaks in a in a voice of shame. So if you have a thought in your mind that it's that is shaming you and condemning you that is not the voice of god conviction from the holy spirit though conviction it points us to god's ways and it shows us how we can choose our will it's a, it ha, it gives you a hope it gives you a way it's it doesn't have a hopelessness to it. it when you and and so sometimes you might have a thought and you're like it's like almost like it, in your conscience, you have a thought that's like, okay, this is right and this is, this is wrong. And that clarity of thought is that conviction that the Holy Spirit, the more you, you understand God's ways and God's will, it helps you discern what God would want. And it leads you in that way. It directs you. God's voice, though, is never a voice of condemnation or shame. Romans 8 verse 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there's many other ways that God can speak to us. Um, sometimes he speaks by giving us an impression or a, a picture in our mind. Sometimes people have heard God speaking through dreams. Some people have actually heard the audible voice of God. I personally haven't yet. I hope to one day. Um, but but those there's, there's many different ways. God is creative, and he, there's many different ways that he can speak to us. Have you ever had the experience where you're shopping or maybe in the market for something like, uh, I know that when we were bu- about to buy our uh, Honda C- uh, CRV, we every time we were shopping for it, we were like we just kept seeing the same car all over the place. Like everywhere we saw, oh Honda CRV, Honda CRV. Every everyone seems to be driving the same car as us, which is kind of true. But um, but yeah, there was you know that was they like just always it just kept coming up. I'll never forget the the year when before me and Colin and our family moved out. New England we were praying about moving out here and it seemed like during that year everywhere we went we just kept seeing like reminders about New England we'd go to the grocery store and we'd see Cape Cod kettle chips and we we'd see you know new New England clam chowder we, we'd always notice the lobsters everywhere we would we would we turn the, the, the news on it was about the Patriots and it was always about Boston like we kept hearing things that would just perk our interest Boston Boston or we hear things about New England and you know Vermont cheddar cheese and all we kept passing Dunkin' Donuts everywhere and it just it just seemed like everywhere we went, we just kept getting this like confirmation that like God was trying to get our attention about something and uh guiding us that way. And um we we kept wondering, you know, maybe maybe God's trying to get our attention about this. Could this be God speaking? Um it's kinda like when when you're landing a plane in the dark, and I've never done this before, but I, I've been in a plane <laughs> as it's I've been in a plane that has been landing in the dark, and one thing that brings me comfort is that I, I know that the pilot who's landing, he doesn't just see one light on the landing strip. He sees a light and then next to it there's another light, and then next to that there's another light, and then next to and the, the, the sequence of the lights actually make like a line that helps the Pilot land the plane and know how to safely. Here is the runway, right? Sometimes God will give us confirmation after confirmation after confirmation, and it helps to lead and guide us because it gives us this direction. And so when you're when you ask God for it, ask God for another step, another confirmation, another word. You know, ask other believers to 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 seek God for you about that same thing, so that you can see. Because as believers, we can we can also like encourage each other that way and be able to confirm and give confirmation. A lot of times God will say it again and again. Look at that story with Samuel. He kept calling Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Like he, he kind of repeats himself a lot, but he will do that to get our attention, to lead us to the right way. He gives us confirmation. He'll give us confirmation through Scripture. He'll give us confirmation through other believers. He'll give us confirmation because we know, okay, this sounds like God. This is the character, the ways of God. It, it lines up with Scripture. And those are things that God will use to speak to us, to, line, to guide us, to give us direction of what to do and where to go. He wants to give us that. He'll give us a confirming sense of conviction from the Holy Spirit that guides us of where God is leading us. So some of you guys know me well, and some of you know that this last Easter, I had a major life-altering event in my life. Um, I had this, this, it was really life-changing. For years, my kids had been begging us to get chickens, and I finally gave in, and I joined the world of becoming a chicken mama. And I go, I went to Tractor Supply and I got I brought home a little box full of these baby one day old chicks. And I brought them home and my whole world changed because I, I at first I was very against chickens. I thought they were gross and dirty and didn't want anything to do with them. But then I experienced them and oh my goodness I am in love with these little go- girls that are so cute and I just adore them. And I love going outside and opening up the the um, chicken run and letting them just free range in the yard and like watching them just have fun in the yard and then I love to I've just recently loved to call them back to the run. I, I, ca- I have a little call that I've learned to do and they've learned to follow my call and I can herd them back into the chicken run. So this is like this brings me a lot of joy. I know if a lot of you think <laughs> I'm a little crazy, but my 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 family really thinks I'm crazy about this, but but it has been a lot of fun because I love it. I call them, and then they just all kind of come running back into the run, and it is, it's a blast, okay? Now, I know chickens aren't really that smart, but as I was preparing this message, I was meditating on this scripture in, in John 10, and it made me think about how much hearing from God has to do with building and nurturing our relationship with God. So I want us to read this together. It's John 10, verse 3 and 4. And it says this, these are, these are, these are Jesus' words, and Jesus is teaching about a good shepherd and the sheep, okay? And it says here, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, and then let's read on in verse 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Okay. So what's going on here? Jesus is describing his relationship with us here. He is describing himself as the good shepherd and he's describing his followers as sheep. Okay. Now, in The people in Jesus' day, they probably, maybe they knew a lot more about what this meant. Maybe they you know, lived more in an agricultural uh, environment where they're, they're used to having sheep and herding sheep, and that was part of the culture. So when, they, when he was sharing this story, they knew exactly what he was talking about, what he was trying to say. Now, most of us are city folk, and we have never taken care of sheep. We don't know what it's like to care for sheep. And also, there was a different style and method of shepherding. In that time, then what, what's modern? Well, how they do that now? Now they herd sheep with helicopters and different <laughs> things like that. But but in but so in, in researching this, I, I I started to research a little bit about okay, what was this about, and why why was he telling the story, and why what's what's behind this? And apparently, at that time, it was common for a shepherd to be responsible for say a hundred sheep. Okay, there were these big big fields, and the, the sheep would graze all day long, and Say, say for example, there were a, a thousand sheep, and there would be ten shepherds. Each one had responsibility for a hundred sheep. And a- at night, they would they would herd all the sheep into the fold. And there'd be these big fields, and there'd be like stone that would like mark out this area where they would all stay for the night. And all thousand sheep would h- be herded into this area. And then, um, and then at night, the Nine of the ten shepherds would go into town and sleep in town for the night, and one of them would stay back and just kind of like stay in front of the opening to make sure the sheep didn't get out. And then in the morning, the guys who, who were in town, they came back, and then they had the opportunity to call back their sheep. So let's read this again. In the morning, they, the nine other shepherds, would each of them would come to the gate, and they would call to their own sheep. This is crazy, guys. They would call to their own sheep, and their sheep their, out of all these thousands sheep, one hundred of them would hear their shepherd 's voice, recognize that voice, and come and follow follow that shepherd. In fact, I was reading that they, the, the, they, the art there was like an art to this that the shepherds would even be able to call out an individual sheep. they, they had this technique to be able to identify who they were speaking to, and actually call them by name, each, individ- each individual one. So let's, l- let's look back up at the verse 3 and 4. It says, like it says here uh, in verse 3 and 4, the gatekeeper, can we put that scripture back up there? The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep would listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them His sheep follow him because they know his voice. Awesome, right? Then then the next part of it is uh, in verse 27. It says, and then Jesus explains, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So let's break this down, okay? My sheep. The first part is, uh, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. He is. I. This is our identity. Okay. We are his sheep. That is the. That this basically speaks of the relationship that we have with God, with Jesus. They li- and then they listen to my voice. And I. I wonder if sometimes one of the reasons why we don't hear God speak is because we're not really listening. Listening is a verb. It's an active stance. You can't. It's. It's a lot of times we. We're just not actually in a posture where we're ready to receive what God is saying. Do you know that we have spiritual senses? Like, we have physical senses, like, you know, taste, smell, sight, hearing. But we actually have, the Bible talks about spiritual senses, about spiritual eyes, spiritual ears. In fact, okay, when Scripture says, he who has ears, let him hear, he's not talking about about your ears. Your physical hearing, he's talking about your spiritual hearing, to be able to hear the, the voice of God in a spiritual way. Um, Henry Blackaby, he's this great author, and he wrote, the more you know God, the more clearly you can hear God. The more you're able to recognize his voice, just like the sheep, they hear his voice, and they recognize when it's his voice. He, he knows them. He, and, and then also, he, he knows them. That, let's leave that verse up there. I know them. I know them. He knows you. And he's going to speak to you in a way that you're going to be able to receive. He knows everything about you. He knows your personality. He knows how much scripture you're familiar with. So he'll use the scripture that he knows you're familiar with because he wants to speak to you. He's not here to try to confuse you. He's going to speak to you in a way that you're going to understand. Some of you, like when you're in nature, like, it's just so much easier for you to connect with God. Like, you, uh, being around water, being in the mountains, like, you can, it's like, you're in nature, and it's like, God is speaking to you louder, because that is a way that, it fits your personality. Some of you, you hear music, and you can hear God speaking to you more powerfully through through music. God is, he knows us. He's going to He's going to speak to you in a way that is going to make sense for you. You don't have to strive and try to like, oh, I've really got to try to do it like that person hears from God. No, no, no. God knows you. He's not going to make this hard for you. He wants you to understand him. He wants you to hear him. I want to encourage us, church, to do everything we can to not miss what God is saying. He loves us. He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to have an intimate relationship with us, and he wants to have communication. And what is a relationship if you don't have communication? What is it? None. What kind of relationship? If you have some a friend you never, ever talk to, what kind of relationship is that, right? It's not, not much of a relationship. Um, if the band can come back right now. John 15 says this. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. Like, I need to be reminded of that over and over again because sometimes I, like, I can get really stuck into doing all this stuff and striving hard in myself, but if I am not remaining in him, if I'm not connecting to the source, if I'm not getting close, like, like, spending time Building my relationship with God, I am powerless. But with, the, but if you take that scripture and remember, with God you can do what, everything, everything, right? It, it all things. I mean, so so we we if we can remember to build that relationship to remember the access that we have. To the amazing God of the universe, the the God who created all things that has all power, we we forget that. And I think that's actually one of the schemes of the enemy is to lie to us and to make us actually think that we don't have really access to God, that we don't have access to the supernatural, but that we could just live our lives in the natural and not even realize the power of God in our lives. As we close, I want to invite you to take a step forward into posturing yourself to hear God speak. I want to encourage you to build into your life some habits and some rhythms so that you're available to hear God's voice. I want to encourage you to get into God's word. Get into reading the Bible because if you're actively looking for God to speak, he's going to speak to you. I I love this quote from A.W. Tozer. He said, the one who doesn't expect God to speak will discount every time when God does speak. Like we can come to God expectant for him to speak. When we're in that posture, it's like, you know, someone's throwing a ball at you, but you're like ready to go. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to receive it. When you're in that posture, you're more likely to catch it, right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're more likely to be in that posture to receive. We need to be in that posture to receive because the enemy doesn't want, he wants to convince you that God isn't speaking. He wants to lie to you that you're not good enough, That you're not spiritual enough, that you don't have a special enough connection with God, that you need in order to hear Him. He wants to lie to you about that, but I want to challenge you to believe the truth about who God is and silence the lies of the enemy that keep us from hearing from God. I want to challenge us to not put God in a box, but to expand our construct of what is possible, and be more aware of His presence within us and. And have the Holy Spirit, like, we have the Holy Spirit living within us that reveals God's voice to us. Because God wants to speak to us. He loves us. He is pursuing that intimate relationship with us. So let's, um, I want to invite you to stand with me. Let's take a moment as we worship to invite the Holy Spirit to speak. Sometimes we just need to make that space for him to speak. Let's pray together. Pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. We want to hear your voice. Speak, Lord. We're listening.